This is Dalio's Principles, a philosophical examination. The unofficial podcast companion for Ray Dalio's book, Principles. This podcast will deeply explore the book and principles. The podcast is hosted by Micah Bays and John Sextro. Micah has a PhD in philosophy and has taught numerous college philosophy courses, including The Meaning of Life, Ethics, and Reason and Argument. John shares his perspective from years of experience trying to live out Ray's principles in his life and work. And you can follow us on Twitter. Micah is at Micah Bays, all one word. And I am at John Sextro, all one word. And now, this week's episode. I'm Micah Bays. I'm John Sextro. We're back again with Dalio's Principles, a philosophical examination. This episode, we're going to be talking about the mid-level principle, have clear goals. That is part of uh, the larger principle two, uh, the five-step process. So, of course, the first step in the five-step process is to have a goal. So here we are talking about having clear goals. Michael, one of the things I think it might be important for us to establish before we, we talk more deeply about having clear goals itself uh, is the concept of need. I know that you uh, philosophically have some concerns, I think, with uh, how Dalio uses need in this context. Right. Yeah. I think for me, you know, my concern is. Um, so initially, he's wanting to distinguish between desires and goals. And one of the things he says about goals is that they are things that you need. But he just leaves it there, right? He doesn't explain what he means, at least as far as I read. Um, and if I'm wrong, you know, let me know. Or if a listener you know, knows of something in the text that I'm leaving out, please let me know. But I didn't see where he explained the basis of the need, right? So again, you know, when we talk about needs, a lot of times they're relative um, in the sense of, right, a need for happiness, a need for success, need for self-fulfillment. Um, exactly what kind of need are we talking about here? And, and I think you're talking, you're, you're challenging or you're, you're wanting to get clarity around the statement where it's like, this is a goal that you need to achieve. And it's that sense of need within that statement of you need to achieve it. Right. And so, yeah, you might say the question is, well, why do I need to achieve it? And that's where we're kind of, I would say, lacking some information. My best guess as to what he means by a need is think he's going to say need for happiness, but I'm really not sure about that. Um, Cause I, other things he says makes me question whether that would be a good interpretation of him. He goes on to talk about desires too. And so he, he wants to further deconflict in our minds, the difference between a goal and a desire, which maybe helps us better understand what is meant by a need. Because if I simply desire something uh, by definition, it's not something that I absolutely need. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> you know, it, it depends, right? Because um, if I well, only desire it, if if I just if I want it because I want it, not because there is a fundamental backing reason for me to need it. 
or a fundamental fundamental backing as to why you should why you should desire it. Okay, right. So the, I mean, this gets back to our bigger questions of life and the good life. You know, is is the good life as we've talked about earlier getting what you desire, right? Or are so that's that's considered like a subjective account of the good for a person. You know, the good life for you is getting whatever you desire. That's one view about the good life. Well, there are other what you might say objective accounts where what's good for you isn't at least entirely dependent on your desires. So, right, maybe relationships are an objectively good thing. Um, you know, even if you don't desire it or desire it strongly, right? It's still something that you need if you're going to flourish. Let's say bring in Aristotle's term about human flourishing here. If you're going to have a happy life. Um, and again, we want to flesh that out. Um, but you know, maybe it's, you need knowledge or maybe you need a certain amount of success in work, right? Those are maybe different objective things that could be good for you independent of whether you desired or not. Right. Do you ever feel like this is just a, a, this questioning of need? And I, I'm just using this as the target right now, but speaking more broadly about sort of very many of the aspects of philosophy is, is what boils down to pedantry. It's just like a pedantic <laughs> back and forth arguing of, of minutia. Because when I look at this from a layman's perspective, that's my job on the show, look at it from the layman's perspective, that I think it's pretty clear what is meant by need and I don't get all wound around the axle about trying to further understand what exactly da- is in Dalio's mind as he's thinking about need. Okay. So uh, my response would be one, well, two things. First off, if you feel like you've got a pretty good sense of what he means by need, what is it? You know, so go ahead and share it with us, right? If you've got the good sense of it, uh, but my guess is, uh, you might say intuitively, you kind of think you've got a grasp on what he means by need. But if you really started to investigate what that is, then um, you'd realize there's a lot of vagueness there or some ambiguity there. And you realize it's not really providing us with an answer that we think uh, that we think it's providing us with. Um, Good. And I think Dalio even sort of tips his hat to that fact that there is some more complexity there. And because you could just stop if he, if it was going to be completely understandable to everyone, you could sort of just stop at saying, have clear goals, be sure that it's something you need to achieve. And there would be no more or have clear goals, but there is more. And he, he sort of goes through, you know, don't confuse the, don't confuse this with that or, or, you know, don't get caught up worrying about is it attainable and some, some other things. So he pr- provides some more color, uh, but I guess, you know, just, just being maybe simple um, or pragmatic in, in my approach to thinking about what he needs, but what he means when he says need is that I want to, I want to accomplish a goal and I see that there are a, a higher level goal and I, and I know that there are mid like mid level goals that I need to achieve along the path towards that, and that for me to be able to 
achieve my higher level goal, I need to accomplish those midterm, short-term step stepping stone goals or stepping stone, just stepping stones along the way to my goal. Sure. Um, so yeah, then, but then we do have a sense of, okay, we need the need, right? Is a need to achieve in order to achieve your higher goals, right? Um, you need to achieve this mid-level goal or this intermediate goal in order to attain or achieve your ultimate goal. Your, you know, yeah, your ultimate goal. Yep. Um, I want to become a rock star and that's, I need to be a rock star. Right. So yeah, then the question is, well, how do we determine what those ultimate goals are? Right. So I guess part of my concern here is one, Ray is saying there's a distinction between goals and desires. Some people's view of life is that what is ultimately good for you um, is getting what you want, getting what you desire. Even if you have that view, well, so if you have that view, then it seems like maybe what we would want to say is, all right, yeah, we all have a whole host of desires that we have, you know, that we find ourselves with. But at the same time, there are some desires that we probably feel more strongly about, um, that we, we have a greater desire for. Um, and so you could say, well, look, it's those really strong desires that should determine what your goals are and what you don't want to do. You don't want your lesser desires to get in the way of you satisfying your stronger desires. And so, right. If your desire, if your strong desire is to be physically fit, you know, as the example that Ray gave, he could say, yeah, you don't want your lesser desire to be, to lay on the couch, to get in the way of that stronger desire. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is I think we could, you could have a desire based view of what should determine our goals in life and still kind of take Ray's advice here about, well, yeah, you don't want your lesser desires, um, to get in the way of your real goals, which are set by your strongest desires. Um, because so here's the thing is, you know, I think it's pretty clear from <laughs> other episodes. I'm, I'm an objectivist. I'm not, you know, a subjectivist about what the good life is and what we should pursue. Right? What Ray says here seems to deny the subjectivist account, and I don't know if he needs to do that because if he's saying that there are things that you need to achieve that aren't determined by your desires, well, then that's seems to fall in the objective account that certain things, right? Independent of your desires are still things you should want, are still things that you should have as your goals. Um, Just could you, could you help, help clarify for me a, a bit of the difference between the objective objectivist view versus the subject subjectivist view? Yeah. So uh subjectivist view is just that what is, let's say worth pursuing. Um, and there's different ways to cash that out. Um, but you might say what you should do, uh, is determined by what you desire to do. Um, the objectivist account is going to say, 
you know, it's not going to, you know, the objectivist count doesn't have to, right? So the one there's within the objectivist, that's a very broad category. And so there's all kinds of other views that can fit in here. But um, just most generally, the objectivist view is just going to say, there are some things that are worth pursuing or that you should pursue um, that are independent of your desiring of them. And so, um, again, you know, if knowledge is a good or like as Ray talks about meaningful relationships, maybe meaningful relationships is something that's worth pursuing, even if maybe at present you don't desire it or meaningful work, you know, that's something that is objectively worth pursuing, even if you don't desire it. Um, you might say maybe you would be missing out on something good in life if you didn't pursue that goal or achieve that thing. Okay, so that makes sense. But I think what Ray is saying in terms of having a goal and determining if you need to do something to accomplish that goal or evaluating what you really need if the goal is something that you really need to achieve supersedes the the boiling it down to are you from this school of thinking or that school of thinking and, and tries to simplify it to based on whatever your, your, your school of thought is, what, however you've defined what you want to accomplish from a goal perspective. Um, now consider what it is that you need to do to achieve that goal. If I'm a subjectivist or an objectivist, I have different reasons for wanting to, I have different motivations for wanting to have a goal or how I, def, how I justify to myself through my thinking, how my thinking helps me arrive at a goal that I want to have. And that now, great. I, I've used my, my personal ph- philosophy to arrive at that point and raise, so raise above that thinking. And he's saying now, okay, you have a goal. Here's how to achieve it. Here's what you need to do to achieve it. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that's something he can do. I guess my concern is that some of the particulars he gives us about how a desire is not the same as a goal. My problem there is, right, that seems to be rejecting the subjectivist account, right? Because it seems like he's saying, well, no, there's some objective things. And, but um, he, gives you, he gives us room to be the couch potato. If we subjectively want to and decide that that's what our life wants to be. But if we're going to be a couch potato, we might need some things like a comfortable couch and a television and access to programming. I mean, those are things I would need in order to accomplish my subjective goal. Right. Um, Yeah. So you could say that. And and again, I just want to, to specify what does he mean by something that you need to achieve. Um, right. Uh, it could be your strongest desires, right. Could be, as he says it, meaningful work, meaningful relationships evolving, right. Could be a need. Um, but I guess I'd want him to then spell that out. I, I, I think he leaves it purposefully vague to account for a lot of different schools of thinking on the topic and and he does you know he doesn't as the as the purveyor of this information isn't trying to judge you or judge me by saying 
well, if you want to be a couch potato or if you want to be physically fit or if you want to be a doctor or if you want to be a lawyer or if you want to be a school teacher, he's not trying to say that make judgments uh, about why you need to do that or, or if you should need to do that or, or what your school of thinking is behind that that motivates you to do that. He's saying now that, you've, now that you have this in your mind, you can accomplish whatever you set your mind to within some reason that he has talked about um, by, by just creating a, a hierarchy of, of the things that you now need to accomplish in order to achieve that goal. And he's just trying to help you have very clear thinking about how to walk through those things. Don't let your, don't let your desire, if you're trying to be physically fit, as he mentions, don't let your desire to eat all the delicious food that you come across conflict with and work against your ultimate goal of becoming physically fit. Fight off those things that are the, um, the, the little desires that come along. Now, if, if, you're, if you're conflicted about this and you're like, well, sub- my subjective self says that I should just be happy and eat whatever I want, well, fine. Change what your goal is. But you, you already said you want it to be physically fit. So if, you're, if you want to put that aside now, fine. I'm not saying you need to be physically fit or you need to be uh, satisfying all of your inner desires, but just decide which one you're going to do. And we know that you can't, you can't, Ray points out, you can't accomplish everything. So I can't do both of those. Maybe I can't both just eat everything I, I want and be physically fit. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking, is there a way for him to maybe modify what he said so far and say, all right, figure out whatever your ultimate goals are. Right. I'm not telling you anything about those, right? Whether they're desire based, whether they're objective in some way, right? Whether it's meaningful relationships, whether it's, um, evolving or, you know, being a couch potato or living the most pleasurable life you can, right? He's going to say, I, I'm not, I don't care how you determine what your ultimate goals are. But once you have those in place, now figure out what those intermediate goals are to achieving those ultimate goals. And it's those intermediate or sorry, those intermediate goals, right? Um, you might say, I want to have um right, if I want to be physically fit, right? And now let's say I currently I'm not physically fit. An intermediate goal for me to get physically fit is all right, I need to start exercising at least initially, I'm just going to aim for twice a week, right? Right now, I'm not doing anything. So my intermediate goal is I'm going to exercise twice a week. And then, right, let's say it's uh, the last day of the week and you've only done it once and you wake up in the morning and you think, eh, I don't want to get up, right? Ray's going to say that desire desire is not your goal. You desire to sleep in. Right. Um, So then you can say, no, your goal in this case, right? Your intermediate goal is to, right? It's something you need to achieve your ultimate goal of being physically fit. Um, and so despite your desire, your still real goal is, you know, to exercise twice a week. So that's what you need to do, right? If you're going to achieve your ultimate goal. Um, so I think that would clarify things for me, at least in, if he would say, all right, with respect to your ultimate goals, I'm not 
telling you anything as to what those should be or how to determine them. But once you have them, now we need to figure out how you achieve your intermediate goals so that then you can achieve those ultimate goals. I would be more comfortable with that. I think that that's exactly what Ray is trying to do with this, with this book, with these, with these principles is, and I think he says as much. Um, but again, I, maybe I, maybe I've just simple, maybe I've been through this enough or thought about synthesize this enough in my own way that the way I think I understand it is differently than, than somebody who might be reading this at the first time or taking a more philosophical viewpoint of, of the words that are said and the, and the ideas that are conveyed. Because again, what you just, what you just said about the fitness thing is exactly what I thought walking into this, uh, this mid-level principle as I read it, that's exactly what I thought. I've, I've got a high level goal. There are little goals I need to achieve along the way. And I need to achieve those because they help me accomplish the bigger goal. Not that I need to be physically fit or that I need to be a couch potato, which is another question entirely. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, this is one thing where, you know, philosophy loves making distinctions. And for me, right. Cause he was just talking about goals. That phrase was just, you know, used in every, any circumstance that he was talking about goals. And so it seemed like he was talking about any and every goal is something that's not a desire. But if he made the distinction between ultimate goals and intermediate goals, that clarifies the discussion for me and I can understand what he's saying. So how do do we then clarify between goals and desires? Or is there, for the context of our use of this information, for the understanding of this information, is it important to further differentiate between a goal and a desire? Uh, I mean, I think, I don't think so. I mean, at least nothing too important hinges on it as far as I can see. Um, The important point is just, hey, if you have ultimate goals and you're really wanting to achieve them, then you presumably have some intermediate goals that you need to achieve for the sake of the ultimate goals. And you don't want to conflate desires with those intermediate goals. Yeah, and I wonder how much of it is really a worry of conflating a desire with an intermediate goal and how much it really is, is about being mindful of the little decisions that you make every day as you're working towards any goal. Because these, these little desires that pop up every day, if, if you can you know, avoid having that snack or if you can fight through the desire to sit on your couch or sleep in in the morning uh, and actually do something physical in, in terms of the physical fitness goal. Those little desires are, are sort of always eating away at you trying to, uh, trying to meet your, your need, your, not need, but trying to meet your higher level goal of becoming physically fit. So if I, I'm not sure I would, I'm certain that there are goals that we would have that are desire based, but there, I, so I, I feel like there is maybe a little bit of conflating of, of the two, but what he, what we're really trying to say is what Ray's really trying to say in terms of how he describes this is don't let those little things eat at you and, and hurt your 
chances of achieving your goal by just reacting to desires and not being mindful or or thoughtful about it or disciplined having discipline and and what you're trying to accomplish right and you know maybe i'm reiterating what you just said here um but i think it's helpful to recognize like when he's using the word goals if you just take that in a very common language right how everybody uses the the word goal right anytime we have a desire there's roughly some kind of goal in mind right i have a desire to drink a soda you might say all right I went to the fridge with the goal of getting a soda. Um, and so this is where, again, making a distinction is helpful. I think notice when he's talking about goals, I think, yeah, he's ultimately ta- he's talking about ultimate goals and intermediate goals. Um, those are the kinds of goals he's talking about and not just our kind of everyday sense of that term or phrase. Michael, we uh, started off talking as we started off talking about this, I, I mentioned that it's sort of dangerous to try and accomplish everything. You, you can't just accomplish everything. And, and what do you think is a re like, is there a reasonable number of goals that you should try to accomplish or what's the maximum? What's the minimum? I guess the minimum would be maybe one. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You wouldn't be able to achieve any goals if you had zero. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't fail to achieve any either. Right. Uh, um, true. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I did like, you know, Ray's point here about, you know, don't have too many goals. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't think it's easy to put any hard number on it. Um, I mean, I think some of it's going to depend on how time intensive the different goals you have are. And so how many you can focus on. Right. So yeah, no hard, no easy way to set a hard number on that. Um, but you know, as far as just the advice of don't have too many goals, I mean, one is I think if you have too many goals, you could easily get into a situation where you start having some of your goals conflict with one another. Um, so uh, just something I've thought about, you know, a couple years ago or two or three years ago, I started having a goal of having a side project, you know, a software project. And um, partly, you know, so I'm, I used to be more of an iOS developer. So iPhone apps, iPad apps. And uh, I just wanted to get an app of mine into the store. Um, but there was also this idea of, oh, you know, hey, if it made a little bit more money, you know, if it, if they actually made some money, um, you know, maybe I could be spending some of my time, you know, just developing, you know, my side project, um, get paid for it. And, you know, then maybe we'd have more time that we could, you know, maybe we could pay for, let's say, the lawn to be done by someone else, right? It's like, I'd rather develop software than mow the lawn. And so partly that is, yeah, if I can make money with my side project, maybe in the long run, they'll actually free up more time. I started working on a side project and pretty quickly what I realized was I was... And so part of the idea of freeing up time was you know more time with my family, more time with my kids and so on, my wife. And um, what I quickly realized was I was starting to... you know When I would get home think about, well, how soon can I start working on my project? You know, and I can't wait till the kids go to bed so I can work on my side project. And after a while, I realized, wait, the side project was in service ultimately of having more time with my kids. Now, I enjoyed the project too, but ultimately it was about, oh, maybe having a little more money to free up time for the kids. 
And so now my, in this case, you know, my goal, my, the priorities of my goals had gotten, um, out of order. Um, and so that was just something I had to kind of make myself aware of. And then, you know, I could pull back on that side project goal. Um, it also helped that once I released the app, you know, it didn't make any money. So, <laughs> but, um, I think that's one aspect of having too many goals. Um, right. It would be easy to get them out of priority. Um, but also I think, you know, there's only so many things, right. A human can focus on at a time. And if you have too many goals, you're not going to be able to devote the necessary amount of time and attention to maybe any of the goals to do them properly and to sex to successfully achieve them. Yeah. If you would have made a bunch of money, maybe you could have purchased a pair of these $1,200 shoes that Ray's talking about in the book. Right. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, $1,200 for a pair of shoes? I don't know. I don't even know where I would begin to look for a pair of $1,200 shoes, but. Right. Uh, I'm sure the internet's pretty easy, but <laughs> you can find it pretty quickly. Totally out, out of my uh, band for thinking about. Right. I, I think that maybe one, two goals, high level goals, like things you really want to achieve is maybe about the max that you should have. And maybe one, just maybe one. Now you're saying like one ultimate goal or one intermediate goal? Yeah. One ultimate goal. You know, I want to, maybe you're, um, maybe you, you want to be a rock star. So it's like, what are you going to do? What are the goals now that you're going to have to work towards that? You might be able to work on maybe three to five intermediary goals that you need to do uh, that you can start working on now. That's always been what my approach has been that, okay, I've got a, here's my big goal. It's over here. And on a yearly basis, as I'm thinking about what am I going to focus on that I'll come up with like three to five things that I'm going to be working on throughout the year um, in order to try and move myself closer to that ultimate, that higher level goal. Right. Yeah. So I guess maybe my concern there, if you just have that one goal. um, So, you know, like how does family life fit in there for you? Right. Um, Because you could say, well, this is my single goal. And then you're not evaluating its effect on other things. Right. I'm obviously not talking about you particularly, but I'm just saying if we only have a single goal, it doesn't, it, it seems like we're leaving out a lot of, other things that we do want out of life. And so I guess my concern is um, we would want those other ultimate things that we want out of life to also be goals, I guess. Um, Right. So maybe you do want to be a rock star, but maybe you also want to, let's say have a family. And so then those are to me, potentially competing goals. You know, one could require, you know, less time to the other could get in the way of the other. So I would, I would want to spell those out. What are the ultimate things I want in life? So then I have a way of stepping back and evaluating, you know, are some goals getting over-prioritized relative to others? Yeah. I, I, frankly, I think that's entirely what have clear goals is all about. You, you know, you may have to decide if I really want to be a rock star, it's going to be hard for me to also have a family. And that's a hard decision to make. And I'm not trying to uh, make any judgment of, of people's goals in this case. I'm just saying that 
you have to know where your priorities are and what is it that you really want to do. And I, and if I want to be, let's say I want to be a rock star, I think it's going to be incredibly difficult for me to be a rock star and also be a great family man, a great father. Um, there's travel, you know, there's all the things that apologies to any rock stars listening to this podcast. Yeah. And I've said this about like to, uh, I've had these conversations similarly with people who are like really, um, not with them, but about them really, uh, successful in business. It's like, do you think that person is also a great father? I don't know. And I'm not, again, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that there's some prioritization that we all have to make in terms of deciding what we're going to do. Cause you can either, because if you're going to really accomplish one of these goals and it's, it's, it's going to be hard, you've got to throw yourself into it. Now, if what you say is I want a more, again, this goes back to how you define the goal and what you want. If you want to have a more casual lifestyle, you want to have a family and a successful career, that's a different goal. And that's something that you can, you have to, you have to figure out your real goal there is how do you figure out that balance? How do I determine how much to devote myself to work? How much to devote myself to my family? Figuring out what a split is, you know, what you need to do to, to make your bosses happy at work and to be able to have that comfortable lifestyle. And so that's a goal in and of itself. You know, so when I say, my goal was going to be whatever my goal was going to be. It it has to take these things into consideration. I have to have evaluated it, prioritized my life, clearly defined what what the first, second, third order consequences are of that, uh, and then make decisions based on on how I do that analysis and how I figure all of that out. We operate the podcast on the value for value model. We're entirely listener supported. If you enjoy the podcast and find value in the information and entertainment you receive, visit our website at daliosprinciples.fireside.fm/donate. You can also help us grow by promoting us on social media. So get out there and tell all of your friends about the podcast and help us spread the word. And now, back to the show. We recently saw that Dalio published a new principle, and it I think it, it talks to this also, and it was about adaptability, flexibility uh, in terms of your goal. So if you know to the, it, it almost fits right in with this, and it's it's alluded to here, although it's not it's not the exact same goal. Where he says there's almost nothing there's almost nothing can stop you from succeeding if you have flexibility and self accountability. Okay, so he's further defined that with that new goal that we we discussed a few episodes ago. Um, but again, that's having that having that mindset of figuring out, yeah, you want to be a rock star, but you're going to have to give up the family life to do that. So maybe you maybe you make some changes. Either you ditch the idea of the family life, or you back down the the goal of I want to be a rock star to maybe you want to be like a um, uh, a theater musician or a uh, an orchestral musician or you know some something like that where it doesn't have the same demands that would conflict with that other thing so you have to have some flexibility in adjusting your goal right yeah he definitely doesn't you know that talk about being creative and being flexible in part a lot of it i think was ultimately about 
being flexible with your ultimate goals, right? I'm going to keep using that distinction because I find it helpful. Um, but yeah, being creative and flexible with your ultimate goals. Um, cause you may realize that it's not attainable, right? You might've gone to Nashville, right? For several years and you realize, ah, I'm just never going to make it. Um, the reality is, yeah, you may not always meet your ultimate goals. Um, but you can change them and have some different ultimate goals, um, that are attainable. I think a big mistake that folks make in, in their lives as they're, as they're trying to determine what their goals are. Again, we, we we're reiterating here again, but, um, that they, they try to make it too all encompassing of, I want it all and I want it now. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sacrifice my fame and fortune for my family, or I'm not going to sacrifice my family for my fame and fortune. There's, there's, there are trade-offs that you're going to have to make. There are sacrifices that you're going to have to make, you know, all throughout history, you see where people have made incredible sacrifices, um, personal sacrifices or um, humanity making sacrifices in terms of, you know, hundreds of people or thousands of people and um, their lives in terms of to accomplish some sort of a goal in the world war or, or something along those lives. There are always sacrifices that you have to make. And it's just trying to figure out what do you really want? And if you really want the thing, you're going, you're not going to compromise on making sacrifices in order to get it. That wraps up the mid level principle 2.1, have clear goals. And we're going to be back here next time to talk about principle 2.2, identify and don't tolerate problems. Thanks, Micah. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. Let's keep the conversation going on our subreddit, Dalio's Principles at reddit.com. The subreddit is Dalio's Principles, all one word. Join us to interact with a community of like-minded individuals.